Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi, thank you so much for being here today. This lovely lady next to me needs no introduction. This is the real Rachel. So a couple months ago, when I started my YouTube channel, I had a Let's Play. Um, it was Rachel Blackwell, and she was living her farmer goals. Unfortunately, EA has still never gotten back to me with a fix, but I had a lot of people asking me, who's the real Rachel? <laughs> so for everybody who's wondering, my girl right here I is exist. the real Rachel. Yes. So Hi, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Rachel, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Oh my me. god. So thank you for just letting me stay at your house too. So that's where we I, are. No, it was either that or the barn. So wherever <laughs> you wanted to be. Um, could you imagine me in the barn? <laughs> like I feel like that would be like the most awkward thing ever. Because I am a city girl. I've learned a lot in this past, like, 24 hours that, like, I clearly have been sheltered my entire life. <laughs> because, like, I'm literally looking at stuff. Like, this is, like, the first time, like, seeing stuff. And you're like, this is normal for out here. And I'm like, this is not normal. This is, like, like, yesterday when we were driving, me and Jason thought we saw a wolf. And you're like, it's a coyote. And we're like, no, no, it's a wolf. And they're like, no, no, you city folk. That's, that's, a, that's a coyote. Well, it could be a really big chihuahua. Whatever it is. <laughs> I, am, I am educating Jenny here. I, I uh, no, she has always respected my farming lifestyle and has asked a million questions. And I could not be more, like, happy to have a city friend like that so oh no we gotta poke fun at each other oh though, my god folks. we Come absolutely on. have to poke fun at each other so you know poking fun at each other why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself oh me Gosh. absolutely no man it's so hard to talk about yourself some days right oh um. <laughs> <laughs> you're clearly not a youtuber <laughs> point of being Whoa, a youtuber is just talking place. about yeah wrong place wrong time. wrong time no no okay no where do i start honestly the biggest thing i say is uh well i've always been involved in farming my whole life so i grew up on a dairy cow farm and uh pretty much i was i grew up lived on a dairy farm till i went off to college and I lived in the city for about like seven years. And in that time in 2016, unfortunately, we sold our cows and we moved away up like six hours away. So whole different situation. Um, I originally went for graphic design and public relations. And my girl over here, Stassi, she, um, yeah, that's a mutual thing we have. Graphic design knowledge. Yep. So that's, you know, that makes it nice to bounce things off of each other. But, um, yeah, after that, I kind of went through the ups and downs with the, the career path of graphic design and public relations and kind of realized, like, nope, um, agriculture is where I should be. Mm -hmm. So I ended up uh, in the middle of that time. I was living in London. I was living in London, Ontario at the time. I decided I just gotta like do a 180. Um, we're leaving the graphic design. I was working a big packaging design company, which was like amazing. Top job was not for me, people. Let me tell you that. <laughs> no, I we no, I, I will agree that that was not for you. No, I'm yeah. pretty sure you've seen enough tears, you heard enough stories. Thankfully, I had you by my side. 100%. For that. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so made the big decision. I ended up following my, my family up 
north. Uh, I'm about like maybe an hour or two hours north of Toronto. So for anyone listening, that is beyond the wall. <laughs> to Stassi, she is, yeah, again, our sweet city girl and very local to her London okay. and southern Ontario roots. Anybody listening from Ontario, because I know there's some Ontarians, there is snow here. <laughs> there's no snow in Kitchener. There's snow here. <laughs> It's very shaded. Our sun can't get to get to the snow to melt it. So that's what I'm using. Yeah, it's beyond the wall. You can just yeah. say beyond the wall. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Okay. But anyways, John see, Snow. Oh my god, I wish I had the courage of John Snow, okay? Let's be honest, a weight walker would kill me within a second. Oh, like I goodness. A I don't run. Don't run um, for anybody. Um and like I would totally be a person of the night's watch, but they don't have women. That- that's, yeah. Well, just be, uh, what's her name? Uh, John Snow girl. Oh, um, Fire the wildling. Head. The wildling. Oh, uh, is it Yara? <laughs> it started with a Y, didn't it? No. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I wish she could help us out on this. Oh, I feel like a bad fan. Oh, my God. What is Egrid. 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 Okay, we're, yep. we're fans. We're back. Yes, we are. Yes. We are back. Okay, anyways, back yes. to your life. Yes. So you, you, yeah. you picked up everything. You moved beyond the wall. Yes. yes. I moved beyond the wall. I decided I haven't been in agriculture for a while now. I felt really disconnected, um, but always connected to my roots, I should say, at the same time. So I actually went to uh, Fleming College up in Lindsay, Ontario, and took the Sustainable Agriculture Program. And that just really opened up my eyes to a completely different world. Thus, uh, we can successfully segue into the fact that opened up my eyes into the world of market gardening. So I always worked with animals, and one day that'll still be a goal. But I did a a student co-op for the summer, and it was really nice. I learned how to grow vegetables, like, all through a spring to fall growing season. And actually, I ended up taking all that knowledge. And literally, as I ended that co-op, I was lucky enough to gain my own land in this whole past year. I have gone through my own business of running a market garden stand and feeding people, providing vegetables, and my girl made it. That's literally how I'm going with this. Like, my girl made it. Like, I mean, I'm so proud of you. I mean, we'll talk about how proud I am of you later, but I'm very (laughs) proud of you. Um, You know, you've done a lot in the last couple years. So, for everyone listen, we've been best, we've been, like, best friends now for... Five. five. I think it's five going on six. Yes, it was twenty fifteen. It was twenty fifteen yesterday. Yeah, so so that's yeah. six. That's oh, six years. Goodness that's me. six going on seven. Oh my god. So, so that means I'm been best friends with Sierra for seven going on eight. Wow. I know, it's oh. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is yeah, we've been on quite a few adventures now. Oh my god. Yeah. We need to go on more though. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, our adventure training. No, it's just because like I miss you because you're so far up. Like, I don't get to see you all the time anymore because, like, so we used to live in, like, we both used to live in London and, you know, how our friendship, I mean, it started because I was her boss. <laughs> yes. So we yes. both worked at Michael's Craft Shop together and I was her, ah. I, at the time when I met her, I wasn't her boss, but I was. Oh, no. We were. You were seasonal or, like, you were seasonal brought on 
like full-time actor. Yeah. And I was a uh, floor working my way up to being a manager. And, and she did it, y'all. I did. She did it. I did. I became a manager <laughs> under six months of being there. So, I mean, that's one of the prides. But, um, so me and Rachel's relationship didn't start off great. Um, <laughs> we were two opposite sides of the coin. We are definitely two opposite sides of the coin. Um, um, yeah, I just didn't know you. And I didn't know what you were about. And I don't think you cared what I was about. So we just didn't. Yeah. I just, I just think we were... Um, you know, two different parts in our life at that point. Yeah. Um, I was going through becoming more independent. Um, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. about to leave my ex. Um, mm-hmm. and I was about to you know, take the next adventure in my life, which was the first time I was gonna, you know, be alone. And big um, steps, big steps. And I remember you you coming and talking to me, and it was a Sunday. I was working. I I do. It was a Sunday. Yeah. So we were closing up, and you were you're fighting through tears when I was talking to you. Oh. And you were like, you're like, like, memories. Like, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. What's up? And you're like, so I heard you broke up with your long term boyfriend not that long ago. Like, like what? Like why? (laughs) Like what caused it? And I'm like, he was a piece of shit. So I left. And you're like, well, like. Like, how, like, how did you know? I said, I, I knew I wasn't going to marry him and I wasn't going to waste my time. And you're like, Hey, can I come, can we come go get a drink? I said, you know what? I just moved into my apartment with my best friend, Sierra. Like, why don't you come over? We'll bust my, back to my place and we'll have a glass of wine. And that was like, actually like the first time that like we ever talked really. I just invited you to my house. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like the, I'm like the worst for, I I, like literally anybody you're talking to me, come to my house. We'll have a glass of wine. (laughs) Yeah, anybody just want that glass of wine? Just like hit up Stassi. Yeah, come get me. I'll get you. I'll get you drunk. Wow, That's literally. I'm gonna be my gravestone. I'm gonna get you drunk. I feel like there's a lot of things out. Oh my god, gravestone things now. Yeah, I'll get you drunk. Um, I'm the friend you don't bring home. And um, there was one last. There night. was one last. Night. I can't remember. Oh. Uh, she will not stop talking. Oh my god, yes. Will not stop talking. Oh my god, that's for sure. As I'm like sliding (laughs) away from you. There we go. She's on wheels. There we go. I am on wheels. I'm dangerous. So, um, but no, I I remember that was like the like defining moment of a friendship to me. Mm -hmm. Someone who, you know, maybe I wasn't the nicest to because I was a manager and I kind of had like if I could do it, you could do it mentality. And looking back on that probably wasn't like the most like I don't Maybe I'm just repressing memories, but like I don't, don't remember. So if that makes you feel better, oh, that's good. I, uh, yeah, I just I think I remember snapping at you for being on the wrong till the one day. That was and, not me. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was you. No, the only the the fighting thing I remember <laughs> as I screamed over the headset, pick up the phone because it's not the manager's responsibility to pick up the phone. It's up to front cash, and you weren't doing anything. And I was looking at the cameras. I pick up the phone, and you you did, and you're like, you, yeah, you came over. You're like, you know what? I'm just having an off day, and I said to you, we all have off days, love. <laughs> I was an asshole. Rachel's heart shattered. I know. And then again, you came and and I think at that point, I think (laughs) I was just angry because I was leaving Caleb and I was just like, holy shit, this is now real life being single. And I took it out on you. So I do apologize. No, I, I, please know I have apologized for my behavior before. This is not a right now apology. We said what? Is it six going on seven? Six going on six. So like there's been a lot of. Oh my God. Gosh. Again, my attention span is dory some days like 
yeah, I just remember in the start we didn't like each other or something, yeah. and then yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're cool now. We figured we figured yeah. it out. But I feel like we should actually go back to the farming. Sure. So, yeah. But um, I guess that's why we're here. That's right? why we're here. Okay, I have to ask you this because I ask every graphic designer I do an interview with, and I can't make yes. you any special. Um, yeah. this floor is going to be open for you for about an hour. So you can tell me how much you hate InDesign and the floor is yours. Hate InDesign? Yeah. Oh, you're going to hate me. I know. She fucking likes it. I like InDesign. She fucking likes it. Listen, I... you're not a graphic designer. You don't, you, like, that's like the rule. You have to hate InDesign. Oh. Okay. No, I definitely hated it in college. College was like the worst yeah. experience. Cause the way they made you do things. But now, as I'm even thinking about this, I'm going back and I'm thinking, ah, but then I learned those skills, which made me like InDesign. So I knew what I was doing in InDesign. So I know it's a very complex system, yeah. but I like organization and how I can uh, visually position the pictures and I can add these styles, they call it, for non-graphic designers. You can stylize your text and literally you can click on your paragraph and boom it's how you want it it's the perfect font the size everything it's kids that's what don't get me wrong like it's frustrating in the start but i i i don't even use it now guys but <laughs> when i was doing other stuff and working for a university it came in handy for our posters i'm gonna put it that way you didn't make them an illustrator the what you didn't oh. make your posters an illustrator like that gave me a headache some days. Illustrator. Yeah, because yeah. it was the text. If you had a lot of text, it was like, I can't use these special tools Yeah, made just for the text. See, I, I just live in Photoshop. If I have to decide, I, 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 everything I do is in Photoshop or Premiere Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just depends on, like, what your skill set is yeah. in your graphic design. Like, that's... That's, that's why, you know, our, our teachers... Because we went, like, we went to graphic design school at the same time. What, what were you, like, year I was above a year above me? I was a year above you, yeah. 2014? 2014. Oh, gosh. Yeah, see, we didn't even know each other yeah. then. Look at that. Like, small, small world. Two ships passing in the Literally. Night, yeah, so <laughs> we had the same teachers. I'm sure they praised you. I got told you shouldn't do this. I might have been told by a teacher <laughs> that I was meant to do this. <laughs> No, no, please. yeah, no, no, no. He, I was, I was told you have the eye, but you have no skill on how to make it. Oh, I know he was right though. Oh, who was it? The bald guy. Tony. Tony, thank you. I was like, Tony I, was a good guy. Yeah, Tony was a dick to me. He didn't oh, like me. oh, okay. Dang, two opposite ends of the coin, people. Yeah, I. So uh, also the tombstone. I bring the worst out in people. I think when you're in your working environment, you were just super intense. I was saying in real life, well, we gotta dissect that later. <laughs> Wait, in real life, you bring out the worst in people. I think Sometimes. you're like very nurturing in real oh, life. So. It's because I like you. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I see. I, yeah, the yeah. Curtains are pulled. Yeah, back. yeah. So, like, she's not who she said she was <laughs> when she wore the mask. She, her heart is actually beating and warm and sweet. So, I'm actually not the ice queen in real life, but, uh, <laughs> No, like, I think, like, I, if I really like you, so I have an inner circle of, like, five people, five to six people, you're in it, and I'll do anything for you, and if you're not in those five to six people, um, my heart. <laughs> I won't go, I won't bend my back over, you know, to please, no. no. Anyways, so, you like InDesign, mark one, yeah. on the friendship. <laughs> <laughs> 
much. I like Photoshop and Illustrator too. Half a point back. <laughs> Redeem. Redeem. Yes. You'll you'll get back to you'll get back to plus one at some well, point. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's actually what the whole podcast is about. Rachel gaining the points. Yeah, gaining the points. <laughs> oh, so um. Anyways, so you you left your farm, um, with Dairy Farm to mm-hmm. come go to college, um, and then what was the moment that you just you're like, what I'm doing in design was not going to work out for you, and I need to do a, a 360 because I think I know the moment, but I want you to tell me. Oh dang! Now you're going to make me think about I, this. I, I well, tr- that's you told me this once when you were drunk, so I don't know if it's true or not. Oh great! Drunk <laughs> Rachel's already brought <laughs> oh, up in the podcast. God. Oh my god, drunk Rachel's oh. the best. So she's known as the lush in the group. But I'm not even that bad. No, like, no, 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 no. You're not that bad. <laughs> she passed no, my... No. St- I'm patting her leg. Honey. For anybody listening, because <laughs> podcast, I'm potting her leg. Um, no, she... Like, even my mom is like, if Rachel's coming through her water. Oh, like, gosh. yeah, yeah. Even Paul, like... It was one bad birthday. It was one Kat, tequila, guys. Cat Jennings got us wasted no one knows who Kat Jennings is besides you know the inner circle that listened to this I forced them to yes so Kat Jennings brought tequila to my 23rd birthday and we all did shots and then she's like you know what's better two shots of tequila so then we did our second round I blacked out and don't remember half the night. I just remember almost getting arrested at a McDonald's because I was screaming so loud. And there's photo proof of me being held back because I wanted chicken nuggets so bad. You passed out because Mitch was there and I was by the fire. And he's like, oh, there's some drunk girl in the bathroom, like, puking. And I'm not like, even the bathroom. I was by the bonfire, no. apparently. Right? Yes. I think that's just before I, I blacked out and I don't remember how I got in your house, but... <laughs> And again, that's probably one of the only yeah two times Kat I've Jennings. ever done that. So we showed Kat Jennings the photo of her like getting me really wasted. You know what she did? She signed it as proof that she caused that. Oh and my god! It's gonna be at the wedding that she like oh. she literally yeah. So Kat is my fiance's uh, groom's lady. Ah yes. yes, yes. For anybody who's like, we love Kat. Kat is amazing. Kat is like the best person you'll ever meet. She's a really, she's a really good Lovely friend. Lovely individual. Lovely individual. Kat, I hope you listen to this podcast. We're buttering you up. Oh my God. Um, we butter up Kat all the time. We just <laughs> like, anytime I'm like, Kat, you're just amazing. Um, but anyways, so what was the moment that you're like, I gotta, oh. I gotta change ship. See, I'm very curious because you mentioned now that sh- you're wondering, you knew the moment, but, yeah. um, honestly, I I have nothing to hide, and I think we shouldn't stigmatize it. I yeah. went to uh, counseling mm-hmm. for this, and truthfully, I don't know if it was the moment, but it helped clear the fog out of my mind. Um, I had been through a few graphic design jobs, and, like, respectable, especially the last one. The big one was the last one that... I stuck with. I still do some graphic design stuff, but um, they kind of told me, like, maybe the reason why I wasn't feeling confident in all these jobs was the fact that maybe that's not where I truly wanted to be. Yeah. I'll take that that's, as a good answer. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's permission to be like, yeah, actually, I'm not really, like, cut out for this, but I can't do... I, I was working with high profile clients in my last job and it was so much pressure 
to be like you have these multi-thousand dollar jobs like I'm borderline trying not to like I didn't work here anything yeah guys no you don't know anything if I spill the beans here um but I could not be the middle person as a project manager between a graphic designer and a huge job going wrong that was like very soul crushing there was absolutely no um, there was no spark of joy, as you, people like to say now, mm-hmm. for me, because um, like it wasn't connected to anything I wanted to do. I'm I'm safe to say this part. I was working for a, a beverage packaging design company. Yep. Which great as Jenny uh, Stassi. <laughs> it's she, okay. You said you said my real name like six times. It's okay. Wow, just picked it up, guys. It's Anyways, okay. Yeah. I, um, as uh, great. Now lost the train of thought there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you work for uh, packaging, a drink packaging company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I was trying to be funny and then it went a completely wrong way of funny. Uh, yeah. As, as you said, like I, uh, I'm a wash apparently, <laughs> but, uh, no, did not enjoy working, working for a package design company for that element. But yeah, I'm curious now though. What did what did you think was my turning moment? That was I knew that was an aspect of it, but I remember clear as day we were coming back from uh, I think it was Port Stanley Grand Bend, and we were sit we were driving in your car, and I was like asking you a ton of farming oh, questions right. because I am like clearly has no like it didn't stick with her as much as it stuck with me. I just remember asking a bunch of questions because again. Um, you can never not be curious, right? And I'm, I'm a very curious person. I'd like to learn different things. Um, and I was really Mm -hmm. curious about farming and I knew (laughs) when I, when I have a farming question, I asked Rachel, right? So I remember asking, and I remember you telling me when you're really drunk, you're like, because you asked me all those questions and made me feel validated that I was in the wrong career. Okay, I believe I said that now. I, uh, I, I'm i going to believe that I believed that. Um, but <laughs> I no, I that. specifically remember we were coming back from a beach or something. Yep. Back roads. Yeah, yep. she's asking questions about cows and yeah. chickens. And it's like, I truly enjoy that. Like, when I was younger, I was one of those... I'm not even going to say weird kid. I was normal to me taking animals to your local fair. And I enjoyed it. Because... I enjoyed the aspect of telling people about the animals, which a lot of people don't have that where they grow up. And Jenny, (laughs) you being a city dweller, that's not something you just grew up with. You didn't grow up with, like, a chicken next door, even the smallest of, like, livestock. When you told me you used to go, your family used to go to St. Jacob's Market to sell cows or pick up cows or do something with cows, I was like, that's a thing? I had no idea. Yeah. Again, like, I have no idea. Any city kid has no idea that these things happen. No. And it's funny, like, talking about how I enjoyed explaining animal things to you and farming things to you. I come by that naturally. My dad has always, um... He was a president on uh, an organization called OFA, Ontario Federation of Agriculture. So, like, I kind of come by that naturally of, like, he was a spokesperson for agriculture. And not everybody understands agriculture. I'm not going to try and (laughs) preach it to you. Um, But we all need food. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy telling people where that stuff comes from. And, again, I am in vegetable marketing now, but I have always 
had a connection to animals, and I think that's something truly special. Yeah. And I've explained things to you that just some people wouldn't get it, nor yeah. try to understand it. And that's the thing. Like, I advocate for my, my agriculture background, and uh, people are so far disconnected from it that it's just like... Well, that's what I'm here for, folks! Well, it's, it's like the study that was done, I think it was by, um, pick, a, pick an established university in the States. So they asked uh, 200 kids where food is from, and 80% Ooh. of them said the grocery store. And that is the most embarrassing thing to hear as a farmer. <laughs> right? But, like, but if they're not educated, they don't know. Yeah, and I hate to say it, it's almost not surprising anymore because no. there's so many people living within the city in um, urban infrastructure. How are you to know? Yeah. Which, I, it's, yeah. I think COVID has taught us a really big lesson with supply change and how important oh, farming yeah. is to ensure that, you know, there's food at the grocery stores. I can remember going in uh, to my Sobeys the day before everything was locked down and there was nothing on the shelves. It was very bare. It was like, there was like, yeah. it was like Armageddon, oh, right? goodness. Yeah. And I, I was just like, everyone was like, oh my God, like there's no more bread. There's no more yeast. There's no more. And it, I, yes. it took six to yeah. eight months before yeast came back and flour came back and all this stuff came back because oh, everyone God. panicked and was like, well, what happens when you don't go to the grocery store and there's nothing there? This is a huge argument I have and I want to bring this up because you are a farmer. Now, something that me and Rachel really get along with is we did, we are doing food at two different levels. She's growing it and I used to make it. Yes. So I have, yeah. I have high respect for farmers because I know what it takes to put in a, an amazing tomato that like maybe some people don't understand to the mm -hmm. amount of work it goes into, but, um, <laughs> five worms eating that tomato five plant worms. you just got that and you had to pick it all off by hand, get those insects away so you had that perfect tomato right but yeah. two two things I, I just thought of a second one because I, I had this conversation with my boss the other day um our expectation of going into a Canadian grocery store and being able to get strawberries all year is not realistic yes it's yeah I'm so happy to find a strawberry in the middle of December oh my god is not natural people that is why you have things called jam Yes. That's your ancestors in the great, uh, I want to say the prairies, and it's like, no, what a, your pioneer days. Pioneer days. Yeah, there prairies, pioneers, totally different thing, guys. Um, no, they were making jam to preserve those fruits that you still kind of needed in the middle of the winter, but... You're not getting that here, especially in our uh, our can Canadian weather. No, it's just. Uh... I think it's. I think it's a really unrealistic that people have mm -hmm. put on to supply chains to expect to be able to go in the grocery store at any any time of the year and expect to get a full yeah. cart. That's not what we did growing up. Um, I mean, we did, but I mean, like our generation, <laughs> yeah. our generations. We're, didn't do that. Yeah, we are very fortunate. Yes. And, uh, yeah, if you're uh, not taking your food system seriously here, folks. Uh, I well, get folks. <laughs> I'm pointing at the camera as I'm saying this. Like, <laughs> don't take it for granted, okay? No, definitely don't take it for Bye. granted. Um, And then... Okay, I have another follow-up question for you because this is this is a very interesting one. Oh. So this is this is one about how I think social media has killed aspects of farming. 
Oh, this is a big one. <laughs> yeah. So the pretty picture fruit. Um, ah. That like you you see it and it it has this like beautiful structure to it. it like you see a strawberry, it looks like a strawberry, but the strawberry next to it may not look as big or as red oh, or as the horror. <laughs> and people are like, the strawberry is garbage, but it's it's the same lot, right? So mm-hmm. like I yeah. think we need to end the stigma between between oh, ugly yeah. fruit versus it's just fruit. Like if you go to a Sobeys right now and you went and go went and bought a Macintosh apple, every single Macintosh apple looks exactly the same. And that's not what Macintosh apples look like. No. When they're like coming from a tree. Yeah. Yeah. They don't look it's... like that. No, you got like five different size variations on an apple tree, honestly. And uh, that's another thing, false advertising. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's part of my job as I'm running my vegetable market. Um, I have my farm stand at the end of my road. So like some people haven't even seen like this one's kind of a fun, unique one, like a yellow tomato. They're literally thinking it's a right an unripe tomato. I'm like, nope, that is called a golden Carolina, and it's not that freak vegetable you're all worried about. It's got a purpose. Yeah. Um, even like if you don't want to just eat that weird strawberry, put that in some jam. Yeah. Just mash it up. It's gonna taste amazing. Put it in put it in a cake, literally yeah. put it somewhere, right? So, like, I think we need to get off Instagram of trying to go mm-hmm. and find, like... Because, like, this year it was Ugly Pumpkins. Yeah. Yes. I just looked there and I was like, <laughs> the fuck is that? It's trending. It's trending Ugly Pumpkins because some influencer in California thought it was oh. fun to be like, oh, look at this Ugly Pumpkin. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, I fell the train. So, imagine if we had, like, influencers not, you know, being paid millions of dollars to sponsor vitamin ads, but actually not even being sponsored, but, like, going to a strawberry farm in California and actually looking at the strawberries instead of the ones that are pre-packaged and the nice looking ones, but actually going to the strawberry farms and (laughs) showing you what true strawberries look like and knowing the difference between package ready versus not packaged. I think that would change the food game and it would get people off their high horses, like without a doubt. Like I think social media is our, our downfall. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Actually, I'm sure farming kind of helps me literally, oh my gosh, literally ground myself Mm -hmm. too. Mind you, I am pretty active on social media, especially (laughs) for my farm. Yes, too. But But, you have to. You're an entrepreneur. Well, yeah. You are under 30 years old and you're an entrepreneur. Do you know how amazing that is? It's gross. And it's a lot of work. I mean, it's not not gross, but it is a lot of work. Yes. Yes. No, it is not gross. It's very... I, that is something I don't pride myself in and give myself that pat on the back enough about. Again, I did like a 180 switch the career and, uh, it's been very nice to hear people be like, this is awesome. Yeah. Cause I'm just trying to live my best life. Like I'm not looking for comments of like, you're doing great. Like, I'm I'm sure they help though. They do. They They do. They make you feel like. They feel valued. You make you feel validated that you made the right decision. Something yeah. that I feel like we need to end is people second guessing our decisions in life, thinking that they know oh. our decisions better than we know our decisions. Um, I think you're doing an amazing job. I mean, we'll continue talking about your friend, but the reason I wanted to do this is I wanted for you to have people to, you know, hear what it's like to be 
a woman under 30 starting her dream being like doing this and you're doing an amazing job and I want it for everyone listening I mean the small pool that people listen I I want you to know that you can make your dreams real you just you just have to work hard for it it's and here's the other thing too I think we're taught to by previous generations um we're gen z would you say we're millennium millennium oh sorry Wait, so if sorry, we're in 94 yes. we're gen z oh okay we, we no, just we missed just, the cutoff by a year that's okay 93 um yeah no we still have this like ingrained in us that uh get that job keep that job um, make the money, pay for the house, which that's never happening. But <laughs> we talk about that all the time. All the time. Um, but yeah, I think that's another stigma too, that it's just like, again, I have that really good packaging design job and it's so sad when you go into it and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be here as long as you want me to. And that's what I want. And then you realize as you're not happy, you're like two years I'd be here two years. Okay, maybe one year. Yep, I don't even want to be here one year. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it wasn't a toxic environment either. I just want to confirm that. Like, it was just, this is not the right path for me. And like, don't waste your time on that, people. Don't. Be happy. Yes. <laughs> if you take any, anything away from here, whatever you're doing in your life, and you're not happy. Yeah make a plan to end it now don't don't be like rage quit that day because that's unrealistic oh, but goodness, make it no. so so say a year from now am I going to be in the same situation if I am how can I make sure I'm not in that same situation from a year from now that could be moving yeah. to a different city that could be leaving a partner that could be yeah. um literally anything well yeah like like I said I was in counseling I think I got the job in February. Yeah, because you were there when I was in London. Yeah. You were, you, I don't remember, you weren't there for that long. No, I did a, I did a full year, guys. I, uh. Really? Was it long? I would, if you would have said six months, I would have believed you. No, it was a, it was a full year. So the timeline was, I did like, try to get through the three months. Yeah. And I realized I was really miserable. And I've done counseling before, and yep, advocate for it. Does mm-hmm. help, clears your mind. I looked for somebody to talk to in June, and then I knew by September, I was like, I'm leaving. I just don't know when I'm telling my boss. <laughs> and of course, Rachel is like, oh no, I can't leave these people to try and figure out what to do without me because they hired me. That's not how it works, people. Like, I am a firm believer in that they'll rep- if you die tomorrow, they'll replace you. It's like, literally, the sun will rise tomorrow with or without you. Yes. That's literally how, like, employers treat you these days. Is yeah. You're employee one and don't complain. Just be thankful you have a job. Wow. Oh. And we need to end that as well. Yeah. We need oh, to yeah. end the stigma of just being thankful for your job. Uh, yeah. Like, there's certain aspects of that where you're like, yes, I'm thankful to be making money, but I am miserable. Like, but see, but now you're all, you, you are your own boss. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mind you, I am still on very, like, very beginner baby steps because yeah. I just completed my first year. Uh, November is, like, our cleanup time, but uh, we ended our first year of sales, if you want to call it, on uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, And I still have so much further to go, both, like, 
just on so many aspects of like learning finances or like barely even there that's any startup i would say yeah um well you don't make money for at least five years for any startup uh, yeah, yeah, that's so accurate. That yeah. was even taught to us in my sustainable agriculture course. Like, yeah, you're given tools to figure that out, but... Yeah, you don't make money for a long time. No. So you have to either have a way to have investors come in or have, yeah. um, like, being able to have help. Yeah. Yeah. Wish me luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the system has rule. Like, you you may be not fogged, but, like, the, the cards are against you. Yes. Yeah, and without a doubt. I've actually said this before in another podcast I've done. Yeah. Um, have that support system behind you, whether it it's just friends, uh, if you got good coworkers that you're happy with, uh, have a support system. It doesn't have to be financially, uh, literally mentally, and just, like, Stasi, you've always been, like, super... Like, I'm proud of you. You've never put me down for, like, wanting to leave my job. Never. I feel like we have a mutual understanding on yeah. don't stay with a job that makes you unhappy, folks. Just how, don't. Dude, how many jobs have you seen me have? <laughs> Since we've been friends. Well, how many jobs have you seen me have? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm we're a, still counting, kids. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm a firm yeah. believer if you're not happy, you need to leave. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, maybe that's our 1993. 100%. We are, we're a great year. I don't care what anybody says. 93 no. is, like, the best year. I just, I, hey, there's no judgment. All you guys are great from whatever 90s years, but I remember the the 92s for the problem children. <gasps> See, and then to the, me, it was the 94s for the problem children. Oh. Yeah, I used, to, I used to have. location. Well, me and Mike <laughs> used to talk in great lengths to how, like, 94s could never compete with 93s. Uh, well, I agree with that. They yeah. were boring to me in my area. <laughs> Sorry, Full disclosure. <laughs> no, you guys are just were like there didn't seem any excitement. Yeah, I think I I think I don't know. I feel like '93 is like the best year, but we're biased because we're both '93. Yes, so. guys, be biased about your own years. It's 100%. totally fine. Oh, we're, I, th- wow, we're getting selfish now. Oh my god, we're so selfish. <laughs> um, but I got you know I got some more questions for you. Yes. So um. What has it like? So you graduated in twenty twenty, correct? No, twenty nineteen. Uh, no, it was twenty twenty. It was twenty. It was April twenty twenty. This time last year, I was literally wrapping up my co op, but I okay. technically graduated that fall. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. So you you left. You you're done your co op. Put a pretty little bow on it. Put it on mm-hmm. your shelf. I'm done this. How did it feel? to being able to then start your own farm? Well, again, I didn't come by this... uh, I got land, and I was very, very grateful to get that. um, Because I don't think people realize this either, too, that it's not easy to just get land. But I guess it's very similar to the housing market. Um, (laughs) For young farmers, like, you either have to be born into it in Canada or have multiple millions of dollars or know somebody. And, uh, that's a common reoccurring theme. I don't even think I've really explained that much to you, but that's, that's a plague to my generation getting into farming. I I truly think it's who you know in life opens doors for you. It's not your skill. It's who you know. Well, I will. So I credit my dad on me getting the land to be honest, because, uh, it was through some, business uh people we know for other stuff um 
and just word of mouth carried yeah. like my daughter's graduated and uh if you know anybody who has land and then next thing it's like well actually uh do you want to come out and see this area like it's uh, we have like 30 something acres but we just have the house we don't really know what to do with the land it was in hay for uh cattle horses it's like the uh gentleman who owns the lands he really wanted something to be done with it so sure enough about a year ago literally toured around this person's land uh had to make sure it was a good potential place to have a garden because yeah. uh, needed some water sources, needed to make sure the soil was good. Um, not just going to be building on some toxic waste ground. We'll, uh, we'll put it that way or something. <laughs> no, Can you no. even do that? Uh, maybe put some braised beds or something. That that means, like, you know, the boxes. Oh, okay. Pour See, some dirt in Literally, the I know nothing. You could I, literally, you could make a made-up word there, and I would have believed you. No. My lack of knowledge to how to grow things. How many times have I gone through that with some other subject? I totally understand. No, that's okay. Oh, my God. But, uh, no, we, we checked out this land. Everything worked out really good. Um, I'm very grateful to the owners of the land because they literally gave me a blank canvas and it's like, whatever you want to do, we just don't want to see it just sitting there. And so about, I don't know, I think it was March of 2021, we finally got out there. We measured plots where we were going to put our specific garden mm -hmm. area in. And then we just started from there, and then uh, we just went on a field trip today. Yes, I was going to say, so um, we're recording this, but I'm going to attach <laughs> photos of, like, your yeah. character. So we're going to go first live. So this is a photo, and then this is a photo, and then this is a photo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there, like, we go. there we go. Three photos. Um, but yeah, we're going to... Um, I mean, like, I'm very proud of you for, like, like, seeing your farm. Like, I didn't expect it to be that big today. Oh, well, thank you. No, I, so, I literally blew me away. I, I See, that's another aspect I love. Like, so I, uh, when I did my co-op, I actually did it with United Way for the city of Cobarca Lakes. And one of the fun things was having, like, people come out to tour the garden. And it's like, holy moly, this is this is a lot bigger than we thought. Yeah. Like, growing food in this. And it's, it's fun to do that with people. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> expect that you to have any lots. So what did you grow in your first year? Um. Okay, so I'm trying to visualize it. We, so we did beans, we did su sweet corn was a big thing, pumpkins, uh, I grew cabbage from seedlings, like, so I planted the seeds myself in little pots and then grew them, and then we did what's called transplanting, so I took them out of those pots, like, I started them in March when there was still snow on the ground, <laughs> And then I planted them in May myself in the garden, in the ground. Um, that was just one thing. Uh, we did broccoli, potatoes, onions, uh, eggplant, tons of tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, uh, cooking canning tomatoes, uh, regular sandwich tomatoes, lots of tomatoes. Lots guys. of. I feel like tomatoes are the easiest to grow. Am I right to think that? Um, Yes and no. Okay. I feel like that's definitely, like, if I was to give a recommendation of something easy to grow, yeah. tomatoes is up there. Beans. Beans is, like, a number one thing for me, too. I, it's so funny. Being a child, being told to go help your mother pick beans, you hate that job. 
you hate it, now you value it because it's making you money. And yeah. <laughs> you just generally have a respect for beans because it's food. Like, we literally will freeze them and then we'll have them, like, in the middle of December. That's actually, that reminds me, I, I had a lady who um, came to my stand this summer. Yeah. And it's like, just imagine, like, it's too bad you can't get fresh green beans in the middle of December. I'm like, well, you can freeze them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, the grocery store ones aren't as good. I'm like, no, like, the ones you're picking up right now. You can freeze them. Yeah. And it's like, I blew her, blew her mind. She just didn't even know. I think that kind of, like... It kind of leads me to a question, like, I think we need to update people's knowledge of food and throughout school and yes. teaching them more. Yeah. Because, like, for me, we had, we didn't learn about food till grade 9, 10, and 11 in culinary. Okay, I our, was going to say. home culinary. studies. Yeah. Um, and we didn't actually go into the science of food and what you can and cannot freeze. I think we need to do, oh, yeah. We should know that. I only knew that because of culinary school. I, I literally had a class that was dedicated to what you cannot freeze, what how wow. what can you freeze, how do you freeze it in the length of it. <laughs> I mean, you have to use a chef, right? You, yeah. You can't always have fresh ingredients. You have to come with whatever you have, right? And some of that stuff shouldn't just be chef knowledge. I agree. It should be, like, general knowledge. knowledge. But, like, that's your grandma and your great aunt Bessie that were, like, canning oh. those strawberries oh, again, But that's a thing. People don't can. People don't do that stuff anymore. No. It's just a generation below us doesn't do anything. Well, and that was another funny thing about um, COVID. A lot of people, like, they were making those sourdough oh, breads. And they were learning how to grow gardens oh my gosh i think we have the biggest garden movement <laughs> which is good because people are now had yeah. time to do stuff and we're like you guys did that you we did garden i was like oh my goodness I, full disclosure i didn't do shit for the garden I, it was they did great no jason did great i didn't do nothing <laughs> I, I i literally forget we have a garden all the time oh, hey no you did flowers uh, yeah i'm a flowers. flower person i don't i can't which, i can't do food it's hilarious. I know, but like I also I also grew up very pretty flowers. I have like that type yeah. I'm really good at doing that, but anything else I can't be. See, I find that's a, a person. Sometimes you're a little bit more vegetables than flowers. Me, I'm just like sprinkling some zinnias in my garden, like, yeah, bees, here you go. Like Well it's, it's the whole <laughs> chef baker thing, right? You're not usually yes. both. So. Yeah. Well, true. There, there you go. Um, yeah. I got a question for seeds, seeds about you because I've been talking a lot about seeds at work. Oh, um, seeds, seeds are fun. Yes. So the word organic is very thrown around. Oh goodness. Oh my God. Okay. Did I just open a wound to the farming world that no. I have no idea that I just did? It's, did it's, I just divide the room? No, no. Oh, go ahead. I think it's a, it's another education piece. Continue your question. So I So can, the word mm -hmm. organic is thrown around all the time. Yes. Now, what deems a food organic versus <laughs> it not being organic? Is it the soil um, or is it the original seeds? So, okay, there's grown organically mm -hmm. versus the organic seed. And combine the both of them, you have that organic vegetable. Let's put it... So, pretty much it involves no pesticides, uh, no herbicides, which is like... 
just think about it. you're literally growing in your own back garden mm-hmm. and you don't you don't have those big uh big farming chemicals and stuff to to grow also like natural fertilizer like natural compost that's growing organically and um mind you it is hard to do that like mm-hmm. it is and it isn't so um i grow my vegetables, I cannot say they are organic themselves because I do not source specific organic seeds. That's a thing. Like, yeah. they're grown with no herbicides, pesticides, uh, artificial fertilizers. Aren't they called heirloom seeds? Those are, like, say, like, in terms of breeding dogs or something... <laughs> Okay. I'm trying to. Uh, give we're going to calm this here. down to non farmers. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, heritage seeds. I, I've had to have this stuff broken down for me, too. So there's like, okay. there's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, so a heritage seed is, it's kind of like the same as a heritage breed of something. It okay. is, can be traced back. It's been like, uh, they know the seed. They don't necessarily know the seed came from like, the 14th century like top tomato or something oh but God. like they know it hasn't been crossbred with another uh, type of seed it hasn't been genetically modified that's a big thing too okay um because there are seeds out there and so i'm this is where my sustainable agriculture really came into play with i'm from traditional conventional agriculture um dairy farming but we did it on a smaller scale versus like you hear about these industrial farms um my sustainable agriculture course taught me to look at things a lot smaller to my community okay and um so there i see both sides of the spectrum i see some things genetically modified fine Mm-hmm. Other things, don't touch it. Why did we genetically modify okay. that anyways? But there's limits. You also just answered my next question. I was going to oh. talk about GMOs. It's, a, it's one of my favorite topics. Oh, goodness. That will divide any chef. Is it asking oh, if, they, if they are goodness. GMO approved or not? Do you like GMOs? Um, well, okay, I'll tell you something. There's right stuff like they put, like, a genetic of a fish into a tomato to try and, say, make the longevity uh longer and it's like why did you do that that's not what you needed for like just find a better tomato crossbreed the tomato plants let's put it that way yeah let's um do it naturally i i agree doing it naturally i think the reason why is behind it eventually was to try to end world hunger so we were able to to be able to produce food in a lab where Mm -hmm. we were able to we didn't have to rely on the weather or we didn't have to rely on the soil or anything we could just mass produce it make enough food fly Mm -hmm. to countries that needed it i think it was a good idea i think it got lost in translation by like the stuff they're trying to do now i mean how much shit has omega-3 and omega-6 that shouldn't have it yeah right like they're just like because they're they're like well people don't eat fish how they're how else are they supposed to get these oils let's put in eggs let's put it in milk let's put it in cheese let's put in all this stuff and it it's changing what food is and that's Mm. why people have so many intolerances now because we are eating food that's been so modified that our bodies don't know what to do because our body chemistry does not know what to do with food like that yeah yeah case in point a lot of gluten-free allergies uh that one hits close to home for me my poor mother she 
she was like in her 50s and all of a sudden she's just breaking out in rashes just very specific to her arms and her legs find out after a year um she had a gluten intolerance and it's like she had that like yeah never had that until like her 50s it's like what i i I agree i mean like i mean i have a ton of different allergies and Mm -hmm. they're i don't have i'm not allergic to any of the seven but working in um in a kitchen you it allergy plates became more common than non-allergy plates without a doubt wow yeah like like as I, i'd be on line one or line two and i'd be trying to like figure out like how to remove gluten from the sauce being no that has gluten in it like there's there's no way right so like but you're coming down to what yeah. what is causing it in the gluten is it the gmos is it that yeah. it's loaded with sugar is it is it all this stuff that never used to be there before yeah like that's like i feel like people are, are super diabetic now because so much shit has sugar Oh, yeah. Because I've been trying to cut sugar. I haven't been doing a good job today. But <laughs> she's on vacation. I'm on vacation, guys. Like, vacation Don't bod. judge. But, like, I I can't escape sugar. I really can't. It's, like, you gotta have the the iron will there. Yeah. We'll put it that but, way. But sugar's in everything. It's in bread. It's in chips. It's obviously yeah. in ketchup because that's all it is. It's just sugary tomatoes. <laughs> but like it's yeah. in popcorn. It's in all this shit. And I'm just like, I can't, I yeah. can't, I can't, I can't get rid of it. it it's kind of like, um, high glucose comb syrup, which is literally just yeah. sugar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in literally like all these foods and like, oh. and now coming into like, if you're able to buy fresh foods, fruits and vegetables, that is, you're very lucky. Not yes. everybody can, right? So, like, if you say you're a family oh, yeah. of five, you have, you through COVID, you have one paycheck that spreads out the entire family. A bag of salad for us is about five, six bucks. And that will do yes. one one meal for us. So, if now we're a family of two, we need to buy two, so that's $10. Mm-hmm. Or you can buy a box of processed chicken and get enough to have three or four meals. Yeah, chicken nuggies. Chicken mm-hmm. nuggies, right? For multiple meals. Right? So, like, you're spreading, trying to spread out your budget. Like, I yeah. can sit here and tell you we go a week without having a fresh vegetable in our house because we just can't afford to buy vegetables that week. Which is, like, so heartbreaking to me. But, but that's the norm. Yeah. That's and the, it's just, oh, no, that's it. If you can learn how to grow one thing that you really like, people, I'd recommend that. Like... Grow that tomato, grow those beans, pepper. That leaves me to ask you, what's your favorite thing to grow? Ooh. Um, I was really excited to grow my cabbage this year. Oh, that's not what I was expecting you to say. No, what did no. you expect? I don't know, but it wasn't that. Uh, I was expecting corn. I feel like you're a corn um, See, okay, so I'm technically kind of in a partnership with my dad. My dad is my right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we always grew on the farm growing up and always enjoyed sweet corn yeah yeah so that has been his baby okay and i've been learning from him on that but versus me i'm like tending to my little cabbage seedlings that i transplanted into the ground and uh the tomatoes i started i think that was a really cool thing to see something go from start little seed to the finish at the end of the cold season um no, I don't know if cabbage is my favorite thing. Okay, but, but it was just, like, the favorite thing to yeah. grow this oh, year. Oh, garlic is always a top one among farmers. Oh. It's so easy, people. I feel like it's easy. Yeah, you just break apart the clove, like, the bulb, and then plant the cloves. I did it the end of October, and we're in growing 
Growing Zone 5B, people. We're up in Peterborough, just past Toronto. <laughs> so it gets cold a little bit earlier here, colder climate, but you just pop the cloves into the ground, put mm-hmm. like your mulch, we use straw or people use leaves, and then you just leave it till July. Okay. And literally, you'll get a scape, they call it a garlic scape. So it's, it comes out, it's, um, it's technically the flower part of the plant. Okay. And before it blooms, you pick it off, and people actually make garlic scape pesto. They use it. It's got that garlic flavor. Okay. So you can use that, and then in a few weeks, your garlic plants start dying off after you take that off, and then it refocuses the energy on the bulb. And then you pull that out in, like, July-ish, let it dry, and there's your bulb of garlic. Like, I give it some water, yeah, but, like, you don't have to worry about it. Oh my god, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> no, no, no. The things you learn. Definitely the things you learn. Yeah. Now, Harcliffe's Farm has just ended its first official year. Were you satisfied with the goals that you were able to achieve in the first year? I'd say yes. Okay. Yeah. Initial answer, yes. Mind you, my brain starts thinking into, oh my gosh, we gotta improve this for next year. And oh no, like that, we can't do that again. That's an amazing segue to ah, my next, my next yes. question is, what are your goals for year two? And do you think you're going to be able to achieve them all? I really wanted to, when I did an initial business plan for this uh, endeavor, um, I wanted to do food boxes. Yes, I know. So they're also called uh, Community Shared Agriculture Boxes, CSAs. So essentially you're buying your share from that farmer for that season. And it goes like maybe 16 weeks from like the start of June to... Like all summer. Yeah, till like Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And so I just needed to see this past year what I could grow. Mm -hmm. This next year... I am now borderline playing with the fact, can I do that yet? Whether it's even like 10 shares or 20, because yeah. we really expanded our land. Mm-hmm. So I'm confident we have, we have lots of space to grow things. That's not too worrisome for me. Um, a goal is to improve our selling, like our the way we market it, because um, we just kept getting a bigger and bigger spot at the end of my my family's driveway and we are on a very busy highway and we need to make it a safer better accessible place for people because um it was actually really amazing the clientele we build up with people and it was just our first year and there's never been a vegetable stand in our area and we're in such a highly populated vacation cottage area it was very well received. Yeah, so for she's in cottage core country. Her yeah. whole house is cottage core at this point. <laughs> my fiance is like, honey, it's not cottage core. This is just what it's like to live in the country. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. We're like borderline cottage half and half. Rural okay. and cottage. Well, I, I hope nothing but success for you. Please give me a call when you're ready for marketing and I can help ah, you put yes. in, put in the right direction <laughs> and like how to especially since being a chef and knowing like what chefs are looking for for boxes i mean yeah i definitely had some when i was in toronto we'd have like fresh boxes show up with like every day of fresh fruits and vegetables from local i mean not only do restaurants like to market that that they're supporting local it's also better it tastes better 
doesn't it make you feel better? It makes you feel better, too, that you're supporting local instead of, like, a factory farm where this is, like, mass-produced, so. And that's, yeah, that's a thing, too. Sustainable farming. Like, know where you're getting your food from. Like, yeah, the reason why there's so many protesters is, uh, you just, like, there's a disconnect between your food. Like, I know the vegetables that I raise, uh, grow, and I know the animals that I raised, and, uh, I Honestly, there's a great respect for it, too. Um, you see that in a lot of uh, indigenous food systems, too. Like, the reason why they respected that buffalo so much is because they used every bit of it. Yep. And they respected it. And um, also got to do that in modern times, too, with our other food systems here, people. Yeah, instead of just, like, throwing it out because, like, oh, I didn't get to it in yeah. time. Or, like, I bought this, but, like, I didn't, I'm not, like, I think what kills me is the whole chicken theory. You buy a whole chicken just to eat the breast, but you throw everything else out. That is, yeah, that's atrocious. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're a horrible human being. Makes, like, we were literally talking today when we were um, out for lunch. I'm like, I will eat turkey after turkey dinner for four days straight. <laughs> I will turn it into a casserole. Yeah. I will make soup. I will, I will even take up my bone broth. I love bone broth. Honestly, oh that's, yeah. Use every bit, like, and I keep saying this about, like, um, living green, too. Mm-hmm. Think about what your ancestors did back in, like, the 1800s. Like, they had defined resources, and mm-hmm. literally, yeah, you used those bones, and you made soup, and then you added the vegetables you had, and then you didn't take things for granted. I mean, you, you blew my mind with the three sisters. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For anybody who doesn't know what the three sisters are, it's a uh, teaching of native uh food systems again um beans sweet corn and squash pumpkins gourds were used and they would plant the sweet corn in the middle of a hill and they would plant the beans around it so the beans would climb up the sweet corn uh because beans are a climbing um vegetable And then to protect the base from predators or any animals that wanted to eat the sweet corn and stuff, they would use the squash at the base. Because it's, uh, if anybody knows this or doesn't know, there's, uh, they're very prickly on the vines. Yeah, I had no idea until you told me. Yeah, Yeah. it's actually, yeah, they're vicious little plants. (laughs) It's a a thing to know when you're reaching around for a pumpkin or even a zucchini, they're a little bit... Okay. Um... Yeah, but anyways, that is the three sisters, they like to say. Um, I know, too, it's kind of represented in the braids as well, the three sisters. Um, really? Of, I don't know if those two specifically connect, but I know the three is a very important thing, and that's why for okay. braids in the culture, too. Interesting. I'm not claiming to know that no. I'm an expert. I just, I really respect. I mean, this now goes into the Canadian Dave reconciliation and you know actually yes. taking that minute and actually learning about the indigenous culture i think well i don't know if yeah. we have enough time in this podcast to go yeah. into that no, that's, that's, that's a later podcast we can plan for that later I, I don't think your podcast is all about food and everything too and different <laughs> yeah no this systems, is this one's usually but... about sims yeah this is really what this is for well hey yeah you made me as a sim i, I appreciate that i was gonna like, say we were gonna get into that i'll get into that before we we leave but yeah. i want to i want to end this off is there anything that you want to plug is there anything like where how what can we find you 
So I am on Instagram. So our, our farm name is Harcliff Farms North. Can you spell that? Yeah. So it's actually the name's Harvey, my great grandfather, and my grandfather, uh, Clifford combined. So H A R C L I F F. And then it's Farms, plural, North. So if you look that up on Instagram or Facebook, you can see what I've actually been doing and Stassi has been taking um, inspiration from when she was simming me. Oh god, yeah, for like a hot that, minute. Hey, that was adorable. I was loving the whole, like, name the cow. Yes! Name the chickens. Like, oh man. 100%. I mean, yeah. listen, she's actually changing the world by farming. Oh gosh. I'm <laughs> getting fat making YouTube videos. Like, she's actually contributing to society. I'm just oh, no. playing a game and, you know, kind of getting paid for it a little little bit so I wanted to like I was so proud of you I'm so very proud of you and I wanted oh thank you guys it's getting mushy and oh my god we're gonna start crying soon Um, (laughs) but I was so proud of you and I wanted to do something now we live kind of far away from each other so I couldn't you know go up and you know work the stand but I would love to do that one day work a stand with you Oh, I would gladly oh take God. any hands <laughs> I can catch. Like, I'm punch you don't work. Stasi, you're like, hands, but let's go. But I wanted to shout out her farm in any way I could. And then Cottage Living came out the oh, same week. Yes. So I was like, this is perfect. It's my first ever Let's Play. It didn't go out well, but I had a lot of people mm-hmm. asking me, who's the real Rachel? <laughs> so everybody hey. here is the real Rachel. She's very much real. Um, I want to thank you so much for, you know, doing this today. And I'm, again, I'm so proud of you. Like something that I really noticed with people is when they're passionate about something, it's all you talk about. Um, I've known Rachel, like we started off five, six years, six going on seven. And you never want to talk different place. Such a, (laughs) definitely such a different place, but you never talked about graphic design. You didn't care. We have had so many conversations about farming and in the past like oh, two years that goodness. like the passion flows through you and now you know you're in the right spot that so, is that's why i'm so proud of you cherry on top of this podcast i love hearing stuff like that thank you for reminding you're me. welcome okay. and that's why i'm so happy that i was yeah. able to you know somewhat remind you of how much you love farming the heart is beating very oh, strongly guys <laughs> Well, I think on this note, I think dinner might be ready soon. Ah, yes. We have another dinner date tonight. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Her mom is making chili. (laughs) With local products, guys. (laughs) Sorry, plug in. You gotta be local. You gotta plug. 100% you you gotta plug. Yeah. So know your farmers, guys. Yeah. Know your farmers. Go to your local farmers markets and learn more. If if, If you can leave... Any advice for anybody who wants to start their own farm or even just start to grow their own garden in their backyard? What advice would you give them? So pick something you like to eat. Okay. That's the number one thing. I've I've seen other people kind of answer this question too, so I'm kind of stealing from it, but it's true. Pick something you like to eat. Uh, There are so many resources on YouTube. I know farmers that, uh, literally one who says he's a Google farmer. He's very successful because he educated himself by finding different methods, 
trial and error people too, mm-hmm. honestly. And yeah, don't be afraid to ask a farmer or yeah, they're we're all pretty friendly, so we'll help. <laughs> I would we'll say her yeah. her advice is amazing. Like this this past year in our garden, we actually got to eat strawberries. Because you plucked... Wow! Because you, better than me! Yeah, because you plucked the bits or whatever when you, were yes. at, when you were at my house. Was it was it for Sierra's birthday? Yeah, it was for Sierra's yeah, birthday. Back you came over and you're like, yeah, so you want to pick those off for those strawberries to grow? And they did. Nice! Yeah, they did. We, we actually had, I think, eight to ten strawberries come from that one plant. Oh, good! Yeah, I mean, for us, yeah. that's amazing. Like, we... Yeah. And I used onions. I used to go out when I would need onions. Nice. I would walk and just go and get fresh onions. That, I, I did that for my French onion soup. It was all onions from my garden. Oh, that's beautiful. I said, dude, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget to thank me. No. Thank, thank you and thank Jason. You guys did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have oh, a bunch of hot peppers, too. We gotta have... We gotta, See, yeah. I couldn't even grow hot peppers. Yeah, we can, we so. can grow hot peppers. That's We've never yeah. had an issue with growing... Um, no. Habaneros and gelatinos. D- another piece of advice, too. Know what you can grow in your area and during what times. And also kind of look into a little bit of soil knowledge. Whether you're growing it in the ground or whether you're growing it in a box... You know, just know there's got to be a little bit of nutrients for your stuff. So, Again, but that's a whole nother. That's podcast, a whole. Kids. We'll come. Rachel will come back <laughs> and have a whole food one. Growing with Rachel. Growing. Oh, I like that. Should be your own podcast. Oh my god! Oh. Here, you heard it here first, kids. Yay. Growing with Rachel. I get. I think that we can we can turn that into something. Man, this is this oh. is why I'm in marketing, guys. I actually get excited to do this stuff. Just follow me on my Instagram. And you'll grow with me there. <laughs> <laughs> Grow my fuller coat. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. But anyways, I, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. And again, I am so proud of you. And oh, I cannot wait to see what the years you. come. And I'll always be here for you. Oh, gosh. We're so mushy. I love uh, it. Aren't we? I think that's like the, <laughs> the secret of being best friends. It's just yes. always supporting. No. And I say, again, guys, get your support. Like, doesn't have to be for farming. Anything you want to do, get your support. Yeah. And just do it. So, oh my god, if it wasn't for you guys, I don't know how to keep saying throughout all this. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes, I have no idea. So, yeah, circling it kind of one thing before we go for Sims purposes, Rachel does play, did play The Sims. Yes. I got her into it during the pandemic. Yeah, I have, she did. I have talked about that with people that we used to you know, do Sims off challenges. Yeah, yes, I actually, that was a lot of fun. I do look back on those days pretty fondly to, yeah, round it back for your followers and <laughs> listeners and viewers here that, yes, we did like challenges and that was something that kept us going through COVID. Yeah. So like good game guys. We yeah. gotta keep ourselves positive here <laughs> and uh, keep those brains going. Yeah, we'll we'll grow fake uh, pumpkins. You grow real ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. Because like, so I know the cod. I think you would like the actual cottage one. I'm not selling you here. Oh, because like I, you can actually you can grow like produce and bring it to the fair, and they have like oh. and prize cows and prize produce. <sighs> like that's a huge thing. That was my life. I know. That was, I know that's your life. Ah, that's why I made you in The Sims to do that. Guys, I, I wish I was able to. Live your life in The Sims and real life. <laughs> <laughs> What's real life? Oh, goodness. Sims. <laughs> Sims. Just Sims. Obviously, just Sims. But anyways, I think we need to cap it off. I feel like everyone's yeah, sitting at dinner. the t- I can hear the title. Everyone's yeah. kind of like, mm, oh. what are they doing? Should and let you know how it is, folks. I'm going to poop. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> There's no Classic. beans. There's no beans. When your mom said that to me, I was like, oh, my God. Tracy makes me because I hate beans. Oh, I don't oh. like beans. I, def- I don't like beans and chili. I don't actually like it either. But it's a part of it. <laughs> not in this chili. It's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Come on. 
Okay, anyways, we're going to cap yes. this off. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you to your followers as well. So <gasps> You're yeah. welcome. Now, please go follow my girl. The links are going to be below. <laughs> She's an amazing farmer. She's an amazing person as well. Um, Likewise. And, <laughs> and go watch her farm grow. Um, She's doing an amazing job. You yeah. you exceeded my expectations, and you will only continue to exceed my expectations. Oh, gosh. So. No. Thank you. You are it's very... It's been a pleasure. It's absolutely... It's been a pleasure. <laughs> well, have a great... I was going to say, have a great rest of your night, because this is usually how I cap these off, but we're heading upstairs, and now we're getting drunk. Well, you guys have a great rest yeah, of your Yeah, you night. guys have a great rest of your night. We're going to go get drunk and eat chili. <laughs> yeah. The life, guys. Yeah, it's absolutely the life. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um... Please also subscribe to my stuff. I should probably end my podcast. Please, please subscribe yeah. to my stuff. I never do Her that. Her stuff is great. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Rose yeah. Chronicles, guys. Check it out. <laughs> yes, because, like, this will... So, we're filming this in November, but this won't, won't air till January. So, yeah, we'll actually actually have Rose Chronicles okay. before this... Um, after this podcast is released. And by then, everyone will actually know Ooh. what happens with Oliver. I can't believe we actually had that conversation at lunch. I know. I have people asking me left, right, and center, what the fuck's going on with Oliver? Is he dead? And I can't tell you. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. Anyways, it's been a pleasure. Bye, guys. Bye.